talk about your reviews uh, a little bit regarding intravenous de Milo. This tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. The musical growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. Well, that's, that's nitpicking, isn't it? The gospel according to Spinal Tap. This pretentious, ponderous collection of religious rock psalms is enough to prompt the question, what day did the Lord create Spinal Tap, and couldn't he have rested on that day, too? I've heard that one. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. The review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said, shit sandwich. Um, <laughs> Where'd they print that? that? Where'd they yeah, print that's that? That's not real, is it? You can't print that. Hello, David. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the Wolf's Court. Someone's it's a pleasure to be here. Someone's very preemptive. I haven't introduced you yet. Nope. Uh, this is a very special episode with, with a guest who has exposed himself already. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be the first time. Uh, this is a wonderful series that I like to call Failed Performances. And this, this is very special for me because, as you may have heard previously, I have spoken to two of the four members of the legendary, legendary band Headshape. We've spoken to Lizardo Dre. We've spoken to Joe Mayer. But there's been one very vital, essential sensual proponents that we haven't heard from as of yet and now my friends my associates my followers my disciples my acolytes we finally have that momentous moment that i am not overhyping at all this legendary legendary musician comedian bearded wastrel is none other than my head-shaped bandmate and also my hot biscuit compadre, James Dust. Welcome to the Thanks. Wolf's Court, James Dust. Thank you, Thomas Dane. It's a real pleasure to be here, finally. This is, uh, this is powerful stuff. It's, it's nice to complete the uh, quadrilogy of head-shaped members. And I have to say, you're actually the first person I'm having a recorded Zoom chat with where I can look at your face. So it's it's very awkward for me. I'm, I'm used to just looking at my notes, but I don't have any notes, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so very difficult not to laugh. That's good. I mean, that's excellent. We, uh, James Dust and I are very funny people. And we happened to, years ago, have a comedy project called Hot Biscuit. And at one point in time, we were certain it was going to basically transcend transcend the zeitgeist of comedy. <laughs> I mean, like, why wouldn't it? We're both funny, right? 
Uh, I know that feeling. Uh, I mean, first of all, we're, we're called Hot Biscuit because of a very iconic scene that we, we got from watching This Is Spinal Tap together, correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the truth is we actually misheard the quotes. <laughs> The whole reason we loved the term Hot Biscuit was because Nigel Tufnell and, uh, I was going to say Nigel Farage, that's <laughs> Dave and St. Hubbins, they were being interviewed and they said, oh, what's the Hot Biscuit? Ooh. And we thought they said, oh, can we say that here? As if it was a really risque phrase. But it turns out they were actually saying, do you say that here? <laughs> yeah. Oh far less controversial. <laughs> but I still love the term, and we're going to be Hot Biscuit for life. And we are. Just to go down to episode one of Failed Performances, James Dust and I had the uh, distinct privilege of booking a slot for ourselves at the comedy store. And I don't know how many people have done it, but I, I feel like we were one of the only people to ever go on as a duo. I mean, I don't know if you can add some context. Has it been done before? I'm not sure. But to be honest with you, I've only been to the Gong Show one time, and that was the time that we, we performed at the Gong Show. I mean, performed is a very liberal term. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I, how, long, how long did we work on the routine for? Was it two weeks, one week? I, it, yeah, and this is going to be interesting talking about our our memories of the work that I say in inverted commas that we put into this. I think there's like two people, two types of people that that perform at the Gong Show. It's people that are really talented and confident about their material, and then people that are absolutely deluded. And I think we were the we were the latter. Well, I'm, I think you're being a bit bloody harsh on us. I, I we got done by the politics, man. Were we delusional? Yeah. Maybe to an extent, but there was a fucking reason behind it. It would it, it, be interesting to talk about the gig, but what I wonder what should we talk about first, the gig itself or the prep for the gig? Let's talk about a prep. Go for it. So I do remember we went to each other's houses a couple of times mm. and we tried to write jokes, but I think it would usually just descend into absolute nonsense and we'd come away with nothing and as as people as, as your listeners will know you love an introduction and yeah. we had this huge long introduction where <laughs> it was mainly the introduction that we worked on we wrote the introduction effectively we had a huge long introduction we had one joke that was written and then we were going to sort of duet um the hounds of love yeah yeah that was it. I mean, <laughs> how, the audacity to actually go on a stage and think that people would like it. Well, in our defense, I mean, I, I, well, we have to go through what a fucking joke was. I mean, it was a powerful introductory joke. But basically, you and I lazily came on stage with our arms around each other's shoulders. Uh, with our legs just connected, just touching each other, not actually connected at all, just lazily wearing our own outfits, and we'd stumble on. <laughs> we'd walk on stage, and now, for people who can't tell, I am uh, 
brown. I'm a, a medium kind of brown, like, I guess kind of Drake, Dwayne The Rock Johnson brown, uh, with a bald head and a black beard. And at the time, James Dust had glasses, still does. I wear glasses sometimes now. Long, uh, wavy, curly ginger hair and no beard. And he's he's quite pale. So, And I'm, a, and I'm an inch taller than you. <sighs> And he's an inch taller than me. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this a little bit. So we're, we're basically the same height. You know, I'm six foot, he's six one, blah, blah, blah. You know, who, who cares? Uh, so we're, <laughs> you're probably six two with your flounce as well. Like, I, you know, at the time, we used to wear just some really horrible clothes as well. We dressed appallingly, really. What I'm, what I'm hoping is that when we walked on together as Siamese twins, someone's like, hello, twins. He's he's one inch taller. <laughs> wait, wait, you, you're spoiling the punchline. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, we'd come on, we'd go on stage together, connected really lazily, kind of both already half laughing. Uh, a bit like, hi. I'm uh, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm James. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't realise. But we're actually Siamese twins. <laughs> and then at that point, we separated. And we said, well, not with each other. That would be weird. Our twins are at home. Because they... Did we say because they don't like our routine? No, it was far worse. What? Yeah. So we walk on stage, as you've described pressing against each other and we say hi we're Siamese twins then we separate we look at each other and we turn back at the crowd and we said obviously not each other's mine died during the separation I mean it's dark it's horrible and dark but it is funny <laughs> oh no that was yeah so one of us says oh mine died at the separation the other says well mine, mine's just at home he doesn't like our routine <laughs> layered yeah i still think that's fucking strong i guess the problem was after that one joke we didn't have anything apart from we didn't have anything we just went what the fuck was that band called <laughs> the hounds of love it was future heads we were going oh, yeah. oh 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 the hounds of love <laughs> we, no, we, we, we practiced in your living room doing oh 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 but like each of us just doing an oh at the time this is way we more spent, layered than I remembered. We spent about an hour doing that. Could you think of anything more ridiculous? Oh, 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 oh. Like, well, well, let's try let's again. Do it, let's, do it, let's do it now for the, for the listeners at home. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. You see? We're nearly there. We've still got it. I don't think we ever lost it. And that was supposed to fill five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. Yeah, wow. But I think I actually have a, a memory of an even longer introduction, which was us getting up onto stage going, Hi, I'm James Dust. And then you're like, and I'm Famous Dave. And together we are Hard Biscuit. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, we. that sounds like what we would have done. How many years ago was this? I think we possibly did that. And then try to tell the Siamese twin joke. No, yeah, yeah, that does make sense. 
that you don't just one doesn't go straight into the Siamese twin joke. You at least have a faux <laughs> intro first. We're so arrogant that people need to know our ridiculous nicknames. <laughs> how, else are, around, how else are they going to tell us apart? How else? Yeah, exactly. I think it was around 2006, maybe 2000. Yeah, 2006, 2006. You think it was 2006? I thought it was before. I thought it was more like 2004 or five. Could have been. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Your your recollection's better no, than I mine. You're, I think you're right. I think 2000 and, yeah, 2005, 2006, probably, because I did have the shoulder length ginger hair at that point. Yeah, and that's when I had... Uh, slightly less balding hair over the slightly more balding hair now i've really mixed it up over the year actually i do look quite different because now i usually have a full beard as you fucking do i might add yeah. i grew a start growing pubes in my 30s yeah well you're welcome by the way i gave you some uh well, that doesn't even make sense what so was i going to say go on do you do you remember then practicing and us trying to actually write a joke and like i thought it's really sort of brave and a really good idea for us to just book it in and go well, let's just fucking do it that's how i've done right? most of my comedy slots let's book it in we've got a deadline we've got to put something together hmm. but we just mucked about we did i mean it's not like we didn't try we just Probably like meet up for like an hour or two and then go to feet first and go to like a rock night and and drink all night and you know and sleep all day. Sleep all day. <laughs> um but I don't really remember us putting an awful lot of effort into trying to like really construct some well-written jokes or some some zingers. It was more about the spectacle of <laughs> of uh, of that introduction, that well, one I, joke, and then the future heads. I very much do remember, though, by the end of it, we were so fucking sure of ourselves. We were like, this is going to destroy everyone. We're going to nail them. So even, even though you're recollecting we didn't put much effort in, which is very accurate, I very much recall us being so sure it was going to fucking destroy the crowd. We were like, we've got it. This is it. Yeah. They're going to love us. They're going to fucking yeah. love us. I yeah. mean, it was, it was effectively a 1.5 to 2 joke set. I mean, and it's just as well. I don't know if, if we didn't make it evidently uh, apparent already, but this was a gong show format. So, free gongs and you're out. And this is very important. Now, unless you have anything else to say about this, I, I, I'm more than happy to proceed to the performance part. But if there's anything else you want to cover, go for it. No, it was. I think it, was, it must have been 2005, 2004, because that's when Hounds of Love was was released. That's good product knowledge. Yeah, it sounds about right then. Yeah, so, did, okay, well, first of all, so we get to the comedy store. Did, did we invite a lot of people? I don't remember. Or did we, we invite no one? We invited a fair few people, I think, and um, our associates, Danny Gray, mm -hmm. his sister. The Danny fifth head-shaped member. Head-shaped member. And uh, film critic extraordinaire, James Luxford. 
um, also attended. And um, we had a small little crowd of supporters. But it, it, what an honour to actually play the comedy store. Yeah, I mean, how many people can say they've done that, right? Not many people. No, and we, uh, well, I think it's fair to say we, we, we made our mark. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's yeah, the okay. most legendary comedy venue in London. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, I mean, the Hot Biscuit are in very small company when it comes to that. I'm very proud that we that we did that. As bad Honestly. as it was. <laughs> Again, I, I have to add, I do think there were politics involved. So, so, so moving into that then. So the, I, I don't think there was much of a dry run for it, was there? The compared no, to... It's your turn up, you get and go and do it. And do you and do you remember what well, happened then? Well, no, of course I do. But but well, this is one detail you've forgotten because I did say to the host, I said, "Hey, dude, we're a double act. We're hot biscuit. I'm famous, Dave, unless James does." He's uh, <laughs> like, I can tell by the inch difference. Uh, and I said, "We need two microphones. Is that okay?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, two mics are fine. Are you sure? Two mics are fine. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Two mics are fine." Okay, cool. Because we definitely need two mics to do this routine properly. Because once we get on stage, we're going to have to both hold a microphone. He's just, don't worry about it, Lex. You get two mics. Okay. <laughs> which, which is a very important detail of this equation. Very important. Now, as I remember, we were called onto stage and there was a few funny people. I don't even actually remember anyone apart from one Asian dude that was making everyone laugh, probably because he stole the routine we never came up with. Uh, so we got called into stage. We were, we were doing our Siamese twin walk on together, you know, fake connected. We go on stage. There's one microphone on stage. There's one fucking microphone. We asked for two. The compare guaranteed us two microphones, but on stage, there's one. So we get on stage and, and this threw us off completely. We're, we're both look, already looking flustered. And I, I'm, I'm signaling to him. I was like, hey, we need another mic. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, go. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> no, we, we need another microphone. He's like, just go. Like, okay. Hi, I'm Famous Dave. Hi, I'm James Dust. And together we are Hot Biscuit. Oi, Vin Diesel. Gong. <laughs> What? <laughs> so that's 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 funny because I have completely different memory of it, but similar. Well, I, I someone called me Vin Diesel. Someone heckled yeah. and said, "Oi, Vin Diesel," and I was so, like, "Shut up!" And then we gonged, and then I was like, "Another mic, please!" Another gong, <laughs> and then when I asked for the mic the third time, we got the third gong, and they told us to fucking walk off. No, so I remember I remember it very differently. Okay, I remember us walking up to the stage doing the shuffle together and as we're walking up someone shouts out oi vim diesel and <laughs> they weren't calling me vim diesel that's for sure and i think you grabbed the microphone you went watch my movies and uh and i feel like the, the heckle came from like a particular corner of the room where not everyone heard it. So everyone was like, huh? What? Who's that? What's he doing about? Watch my movies. And then we were like, we're Siamese twins. And then it was like, gong, gong, gong. <laughs> we only had one joke and we didn't even get to the punchline. I thank God for that. I, I, 
I, I have to disagree, man. I still think that would have gone down well. I, I, I think at the very least, there would have been a few, there would have been a handful of people laughing, being like, that's fucking funny because these guys are idiots. And that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You would have laughed if someone came on stage doing that. And so would I. I would have, I would have creased. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I then remember going to the bar and getting a pint and then someone talking and they them saying, yeah, you guys looked funny. And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> and then the bouncer is like telling us off, going like, it would be really dis- disrespectful. People listen to you. Now listen to them. I was like, oh shit, sorry. People listened to us, did they? We got fucking gonged before we had the chance, actually. Criminal. So that was the story. That was hosp- hot, hot Biscuit live at the comedy store for one night only. And so for the last, well, what, what is it, 18, 18 years, 17 years, we've been talking about Hot Biscuit as though it was the greatest double act of all time. We still frequently, <laughs> frequently quote Hot Biscuit, send each other Hot Biscuit material. And that's the way. It's for life. I, I still think, look, if Transistor Odyssey can come back, Hot Biscuit can come back. I don't, I don't doubt it's going to happen. I mean, I do so, a little bit. I think one, one of the, the things that's really interesting and unique, unique about you is your love of black metal. Mm. I don't think there are many black metal stand-up comedians. And I think if you do like a set that's like completely about the intricacies of black metal in a black metal persona, I think it would be absolute gold. I agree with you. I instantly love the idea. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of niche stuff anyway. But I remember, oh God, when was this? Maybe a decade ago now, I performed stand-up and had a few pals, from a few associates from work there. And the first opening line I had was just, all right which was just a one-line impersonation of our manager at the time. <laughs> I just love, I love routines when mo- when 98% of people are like, what the fuck's he talking about? And 2% are is, cracking up. Yeah, this is, and, and I'm exactly the same. I went to this work do where it was all like, you know, icebreakers and people were like, can you get, get up on stage and do like an impression to make the rest of the a colleague's laugh and one guy's going up and he's doing Sean Connery and you're like yeah it's Sean Connery like you know everyone does Sean Connery I go up and I did an impression of the ergonomic assessment man that comes to the office in London and Brilliant. like really like can you are you sitting comfortably in your chair are your elbows touching the armrests and is the phone comfortable against your ear and like two people are fucking crying because I I'm fucking laughing. In, I've never met him. In the, in the office. And everyone else is like, there's like 50 people in the room like, what? Like, people from America, people from India. They can see that these two people that are shitting themselves and they're thinking, what's going on here? I love that. I love the idea that two of them are like, that's him. That's him. <laughs> that's exactly what he does. But also the, the just the, the ridiculousness of me getting up in front of all these people and doing an impression that only they will know. That's genuinely that is one of my favorite forms of comedy. I love it. I love it. And and this is why Hot Biscuit will never work. Well, I mean, if we're in the audience and clone ourselves, be the best thing going. 
just making in jokes for each other, then it's great. Yeah. But everyone else in the room is going to be scratching their heads. I don't know, man. <laughs> Another idea I had was to impersonate people I went to school with and like, hey, uh, anyone there, anyone in the crowd know Meathead? <laughs> I think a few remember? people might know Meathead. <laughs> Or think they know Meathead. Anyone remember Meathead? Okay, well, here's some classic Meathead. Oh, 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 I'm really coked up. Oh, I want to get wasted. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. Do you watch your football? Classic Meathead. <laughs> yeah, I think, actually, that's quite relatable. I think a few people could relate to, to Meathead. Yeah, I'm, you know, maybe someone's like, oh, well, you know, that's not my Meathead, but that is something my Meathead might say. I think everyone knows a meathead. <laughs> it doesn't need to be the same meathead. Absolutely. You know, it's like your ergonomic person. Like, I don't know why these people in America isn't, oh, that's just like, you know, Felipe from fucking accounts. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm just getting over COVID, hence why I'm coughing a lot, people. I have to say that that black metal one that could go somewhere. If I just come in with corpse paint and long hair wig, and it's like, hey, uh, doing it like so deadpan. Yeah, completely deadpan. Don't you, uh, don't you hate it when the blast beat comes and you didn't go? (laughs) (laughs) Until the next verse. You don't let them in on the joke. You come out to some black metal, so they kind of know what it's about, but mm. it's total niche. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a great... I think you could I, really pull that off. Genuinely, I think I might have to do that because I I prefer stand-up comedy where I'm in character because I find it less nerve-wracking. I, I don't yeah. like being exposed. Like A lot of the times I've done stand-up, I've just usually played a character that's a bit fucking unhinged. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler that's, a nice, alert. That's, a, that's maybe a nice segue. Would be a nice segue. Well, I have to say, uh, Jean's Dust, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on the Wolf's Court. And yeah, well, before we finish the episode, do you have anything else? Anything else to say? Well, I mean, I, I could talk about the, the other thing. We're doing that as a separate, right? Okay. I'm totally not gesturing silently on camera. No, I don't have anything else to say, David. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved talking to you, and I hope we get to do it again someday about another one of your failed gigs. Which, unfortunately, there have been numerous. James Dust, it's been a pleasure. Until then, everyone, keep on trucking, and remember, stay Siamese.